When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brutally honest sports. Week 18, DeMar Hamlin updates, playoff puzzle, and Hall of Fame hopefuls. Let's go, baby. Welcome into episode number 93 of the Brutally Honest Sports Podcast. Back here with no other, no other, no other than, than J.D. Kingsley. What's going on, man? How are you doing this Friday evening? No other, three times, man. I'm feeling, I'm feeling blessed. I'm feeling loved here, man. I'm, I'm doing all right, man. Doing all right. Aaron, Friday evenings are, are always looking better when I get to see see you over uh over zoom to record these episodes it sounded weird but you know what it is we're just excited to do we're excited to do the show we're excited to do the show but uh yeah definitely in a lot better mood than when we did our last nfl show that's for sure um the last one we had to do uh was on demar demar hamlin and, and the tragedy there well he's definitely not out of the woods yet there have been some amazing updates so far his recovery is going extremely well I uh, kind of just wanted to walk through the last couple of days just for our listeners, just to quickly let them know what's going on. So first and foremost, uh, the man's awake January 5th, according to Dr. Timothy Pitts over there at the hospital. He's in the University of or UC Health. I'm sorry. His lungs are healing. He's communicating via writing. And one of the first things he said was, who won the game? <laughs> <laughs> true awesome. competitor, true competitor. And the doctor said, you did, Damar. You won the game of life. So thought that was that was pretty cool so you now here we on here we are on the sixth and he is able to talk he was facetiming with his teammates they removed the breathing tube last night he's able to talk with his family um the bills also put him on ir um <laughs> which i thought that it was funny to see that 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 pop up as a notification but more importantly obviously is his health but i thought that was interesting they <laughs> <laughs> they said made that designation but hopefully I, I know the corner that they uh bumped up from the squad is not not gonna be able to play like him that's for sure Aaron, did you hear about demar hamlin's jersey sales i have not uh you're, you're gonna give me some breaking news here on the on the brutally honest uh <laughs> podcast sports po- brutally honest sports podcast there you go yeah, breaking news as people have been break uh breaking their banks to buy the jerseys which is awesome man <laughs> uh his his jersey's the number one highest selling jersey in all of sports right now uh the proceeds are going toward his foundation the, the chasing m's foundation the gofundme which originally had the the 2500 mark that they were trying to hit has over eight million dollars and over two hundred thirty-six thousand donors absolutely mind-blowing you know demar's father mario who sounds like a really awesome guy love to sit down with him and, and just have a chat but he was saying you know he's so happy for all the support for uh, Demar's foundation, but he, he just, you know, really pushed the fact that, you know, encouraged people like, Hey, like donate to the Cincinnati medical center, trauma center, donate to your local, you know, local center, you know, buy defibrillators and, and, you know, treat the people in your local hospitals and stuff like that. Just that, that man has that much of a heart where he's like so grateful for people who are doing that for his son that he's actually telling others to go out and donate and do things for them. So just really bringing an awareness to our, our first responders, which is just something that's so crucial because they so often get overlooked. So if anyone's listening to this in the medical field, first responder, you know, just thank you first and foremost for what you do. You guys save lives. You fly under the radar way too much. And uh, we just want to thank you from a uh, brutally honest sports we're thanking you as well. So you have anything to add to that, Aaron? Yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. I mean, the kind of the silver lining in this whole situation is the fact that like, obviously that toy drive has, has created $8 million. Like as a nation, you know, this is one of those things that's very unfortunate that it happened in the first place, but it's kind of uniting us under one common goal. And, and just, I think there's a lot of compassion being shown, uh, from a you know a numerous outlets, obviously athletes and and people of of that stature, but just you know NFL fans, the common the common guy, such as JD and I, like like the guy went through such a traumatic thing, and just you know Monday night, you know fast forward to Friday night, 
and uh, he he's talking, he's interacting again. You know, he's uh, cognitively, uh, I forget how they word it, like cognitively, uh, you know, available. Basically, like he can talk, he can speak, he can that type of thing. So it, it's just amazing. Like credit to the Cincinnati University of Cincinnati Health uh, of that hospital, and I mean, it's just like. You know, there was a there was a point in time where you didn't know if this guy was going to survive, and now to be awake and and to be interacting and it's amazing and and yeah, definitely the first responders like that, that goes without saying. You know, thank you every single day uh, for for what you guys do. That that's just crucial. I mean, you you save lives, you save this young man's life, and you continue to save lives. And and like JD said perfectly, I mean, they they fly under the radar and they'll never get the appreciation that they. They should, but in a time like this, you know, if you if you guys know a, a first responder or, I mean, even a, a firefighter, a policeman, like any of the, anybody that's on the line of duty in in that way, just definitely give them a thanks and and definitely uh you know shout them out and, and give them some recognition. We couldn't do it without with all those people without all those people involved. Yeah, well, really well put, Aaron. Definitely. Um, the NFL obviously is, is going to have a lot of support for Demar during week 18, which all games are to remain, they're all remaining on the same schedule as before. And we'll get into some of the crazy scenarios if I can talk right <laughs> regarding the <laughs> Cincinnati and everything and how all that, that seating is going to work and, and whatnot. But just, you know, the good news, the pregame moment of support, all teams are encouraged to, to say, say this um, throughout this week, the entire NFL family has been praying for DeMar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills as he continues his recovery. And we thank the first responders and medical professionals involved in his care. Um, that's just part of it, but you know, the, and then whatever team name. So, you know, the, the Eagles or the Steelers ask you to join us in a moment of support and love for DeMar and cheer for him and his family as they continue their fight. Um, which, I mean, that's really cool. I hope all, all the teams do it. We'll see. I can't imagine that they won, but we'll see. And then all clubs home and away are allowed to outline the three in each 30 yard line number on the field and either Buffalo Bills red or Buffalo Bills blue. So that's pretty cool. And then uh, during warmups, all players throughout the league will have the option to wear black Nike t-shirts displaying love for DeMar three, which is really cool because the one saying that he has on the back, DeMar has on the back of his helmet, there's like seven different sayings that you can have, but he has choose love and just such a perfect saying considering the way that, you know, the NFL people, uh, all around, you know, America. I'm sure people out of country, you know, Canadians. I know watch a lot of NFL, uh, you know, fourteen twenty sports and um, fan in the van. Uh, both those guys or the shows are up in Canada, and they they watch uh, a lot of football here. So just people around the world just coming together to you know help fight this fight and uh, come alongside. So choose love is just such a perfect thing for him to put in the back of his helmet. And based on the way that people talk about him, he's a very loving and, and caring individual. And the last thing that they're going to do is. Uh, number three jersey patches will be worn by the Buffalo Bills in week 18. So that that was a given. And uh, I think everybody would be pissed if they didn't. But um, <laughs> that's going to be happening there. So, yeah, that's uh, definitely definitely neat tributes to him. And I hope he's able to, to sit comfortably and, and watch his Bills play and, and cheer on. Because, you know, I'm not sure what kind of timetables he's still looking at in the hospital. But I'm, I'm sure they'll make sure they get a TV in his room at least to, to watch the game. I sure hope so, right? But no, I mean, just the fact they're playing in Buffalo this weekend too, like it's just so fitting. Like, um, if they were on the road, obviously they'll they'll still get that respect and that you know an ovation just for for what they went through as a team, a division rival, the New England, the New England freaking Patriots. I'll say it that way. Uh, <laughs> coming to town, coming into Buffalo. I mean, that place already. I mean. The, you know, they're up there with some of the best fans, I think, in the NFL. That that Bills Mafia is no joke. I mean, somebody's gonna get hurt in the cra- in the in the pregame out there. They're they're jumping off tables and everything else. But <laughs> th- those people go absolutely bonkers for the Bills uh, to begin with. So that home field advantage will be real on, on Sunday, and and I really think the Bills will come out and and fire on all cylinders in that game. I, I just don't see that it, how they couldn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, agreed, and. I think they will, and it definitely helps that DeMar's father, Mario, told them to just to focus on the, the coming up game against the Patriots, and he told them this on January 5th, um, but he said that's what you know DeMar would have wanted. So when asked about Bills players, Josh Allen and Sean McDermott were asked if they were ready to play, and Josh Allen says, you know, I am. I, well, he said, 
do the according to the Tom Pelissero, the question was, do the Buffalo Bills feel ready to play a football game in three days? And Josh Allen says, I do. I don't know. It sounds almost like he's getting married. Sean McDermott <laughs> then says, I do as well. So apparently Josh and McDermott. Anyway. Um, I, see but, uh, where, yeah, I see where you're going both, there. Yeah, sure. Both of them said that, um, you know, Mario's support uh, for them and the team and the, the positive updates on, on DeMar's health really have just helped spur them forward to, to get ready for this game. So I definitely think that, that they'll be ready to play the Patriots. We'll, we'll pregame that a little bit later. So let's get down to some of this craziness uh, with the with the scheduling here. So we got Cincinnati playing Baltimore this weekend. Cincinnati's at 11 and four. Baltimore's at 10 and six. So since he's going to be the division winner, regardless of the outcome, despite the fact that Baltimore would have two games on Cincinnati if they were to win, but the win loss uh, percentage is, is going to be in, in Cincinnati's favor. So do you want to explain how, how it would work as far as playoff games go with, with Cincinnati and Baltimore here? Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, pretty crazy. Uh, if the, if the Ravens would win at Cincinnati and the Chargers would beat the Broncos, which you would think would happen, but you never know. <laughs> then Baltimore and the Bengals would meet in the first round of the postseason. In that scenario, if, if that would all happen, a coin flip would then determine where that game would be played between Baltimore and, and Cincinnati. So obviously just insane stuff. Like when it comes down to a coin flip, I mean, uh, how do you feel about that, J.D.? Do you think a coin flip should determine where uh, an NFL game should be played, or uh, like what do you think about all? It's tough because in the rule book, and this is where a lot of Cincinnati fans are pissed, and, and rightfully so, because in the rule book it says that the team that has the best winning percentage will will be declared the victor. And in this situation, you know Cincinnati does have the best winning percentage. Does Cincinnati beat Buffalo? Uh, I mean, they were up seven to three in that game when it when it tragically was cut short. And, you know, there's a good chance they would have went on to win that game. Uh, I like the idea of like a coin flip as far as that's a fun way to determine it. <laughs> but I think I'd have to kind of side with with Cincinnati. Well, I don't know, man. Like it's tough because, yeah, Baltimore beat Cincinnati twice. So you're like, OK, they would be, you know, they're the better team. They deserve it. But at the same time, it's like Cincinnati has a better win loss percentage. So I think a coin flip is about as fair as, you know, fair as it can get. I, I see why Cincinnati fans are pissed, but. Harvey Two Face It type thing. It's like <laughs> it's the first thing that came to mind. I'll, I'll make take, my own luck. I'll take that one step further. I think they should do like a best out of three or something. I think one coin flip. Like it's just like I don't know. Call me crazy, but I mean it's all random. Obviously, it's fifty fifty either way. But I'd like the, them to flip it. Like you know, Baltimore. Whoever wins the game, and then they're like, all right, Baltimore, you get to call what heads or tails, and then okay. Baltimore calls heads and they flip it best out of three times. Like if tails wins twice, man, Cincinnati got the game at home. So that's, a, I, I don't know. There's no great way to do it. Obviously this, this yeah. whole situation has, has caused like, not, I'm going to say turmoil. It, it's just like, you're going to piss somebody off in the process. And th- in this way it's Cincinnati, but I think you made a great point. Like if you're the Bengals, just, just shut up and win, like just go out there, win the game. You'd control your own destiny. No disrespect to Snoop. Uh, he's trying to do his thing, but uh, he's no Lamar Jackson. So um, <laughs> Cincinnati definitely has the upper upper hand as far as the advantage going into this game. Yeah, one hundred percent. So yeah, Cincinnati just win, and then as far as the seeding goes, with who gets home field advantage, it's this and the next. Like if Kansas City wins this week, uh, they do get home field advantage. They're going to have the number one seed. Well, I should say they have the number one seed. There's just extremely just complex. Uh, scenarios as far as the number one seed and like where the game's going to be played. There's the chance like a Buffalo and Kansas city, both win or tie this week, a Buffalo versus Kansas city AFC championship game would be at a neutral site. Um, so just, they would give Kansas city the bye week, but then if Buffalo got there, you know, then they would just do a neutral site. A lot of people are saying like, Oh, they should do Detroit, um, <laughs> Detroit, even if they make the playoffs, <laughs> they're not going to play a home game. So oh they can, God. they can use Detroit. <laughs> That's brutal. That's, that's uh, almost an insult to Detroit right there. But. but no, actually, the Ford Field in Detroit's not available because they're they're having a previously planned change out of their turf. Uh, their turf. Um, so, <laughs> Perry and Rappaport, they can't actually play in Detroit. But I just thought that was funny, just trolling Detroit, Detroit fans. And another thing, they someone suggested is they could just do like rock paper scissors to see who you know gets the game. 
I but like to comes... see. I don't. I don't know. I don't hate that. Is that like childish? Maybe, but is it the worst well, idea? Like, that no? comes down to, to skill, then too, because you got the psychological effect of rock paper scissors and the percentages. Uh, and I mean, I've played some competitive rock paper scissors, man, and and you, it's, it's a psychological <laughs> game, bro. So it's more than just a coin flip. It's a uh, coin flip. It's more than just some luck. But yeah, I, just Cincinnati, just win. I'd love to see you guys win. You've been through a hell of a lot too this week, especially you know T Higgins. I don't know what his status is, but. And uh, people, please continue to pray for him because he's getting still getting a lot of flack by by people that should not be coming at him because it's not not at all his fault. You know, Demar had a pre existing condition; it's just a tragedy. So his mental health is is top priority as well as Demar's recovery. You know, continue praying for both of those guys and, and their families. Yeah, so we're probably going to see Kansas City as the number one seed. Can't imagine they're going to lose this week, uh, especially with the one seed on the line and playing against the Raiders. Though Jared Stidham, though. <laughs> who knows man i mean stidham might come in it's in it's oh in vegas goodness, here we go it's in vegas what are the odds you know like casey <laughs> K- struggled against a few teams um i don't you know <laughs> go ahead no see, mvp I mean, patrick mahomes you know for like, whatever reason dude uh denver played casey pretty hard twice this year uh so they're division he, opponents so yeah isn't isn't oakland as well right the, or i'm sorry vegas uh what it's believe, yeah yeah you're right yeah you're right i believe yeah, that's so, what I so mean. division so, yeah that's what i'm saying yeah i mean you never know in a division game you never know uh there's a lot of closed division games like no matter what division you're looking at i mean the bucks barely beat the panthers last week not that either of those teams are elite or anything but i yeah you never know hopefully stidham can uh can come ball out just just to make things interesting i would love the fact uh of seeing a game at a neutral site man i don't know about you but i just feel like that would jazz things up and for people that like i'm sorry i'm not i don't really care about kansas city i don't really i mean i i'd like the story of buffalo i would i'd like to see them win but like the afc to me my team's not in the afc you know i pull for pittsburgh when the eagles are trash but it's like (laughs) you know the afc overall i don't have like uh I'm not a diehard AFC guy by any means. I could care less for most of the teams. So just them having it at a neutral site would be like, oh, wow, this is this is different. This is this is interesting. So I, I hope the scenario works out in the in the way that there's a neutral site. Like, why not make it just the most dramatic as you can? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see the Chiefs and, and the Bengals or Chiefs and the Bills, you know, in you know, in the AFC championship game. Um, that's tough because it's like both Buffalo and Cincinnati, neither of those teams have won a uh, Super Bowl. So, you know, I'd like to see one of them win. If it's not going to be the the Eagles, you know, obviously the story with with Demar, you know, kind of has me pulling for the Bills because they've never won one. Um, but I just love Joe Burrow, Joe Cool, man, second coming <laughs> of Joe Cool, and it, it's it's really tough. So yeah, the the neutral site would be interesting. Uh, it would cost a lot more money for fans, I feel like, to show up because then you have, you know, fans coming from both sides and meeting somewhere in the middle or wherever they decide to play it. They were talking about it, you know, probably being an outside game just because all three teams have outdoor stadiums. Some play, some people, some analysts would really like it to be indoors in a dome because it's a lot more comfortable, <laughs> but it's probably going to be played outside in the cold. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not opposed to, to the neutral site. I think however they, they can do it to make it fair because you know, Kansas City is where, where the AFC Championship has been, and Buffalo hasn't been able to get the job done there. So it's going to be some good football uh, regardless coming down the stretch and, and going into the playoffs. But before we talk about a bit more about Buffalo, I just do have to bring up bleepity bleepity bleep Skip Bayless. Um, <laughs> if you, the, only, the only explicit show that we've done so far with me on it um, was talking about Skip and the way I tore into him. But I think the way that undisputed started on, on Wednesday because Shannon Sharp took off Tuesday. So he didn't want to come in and have any issues, but <laughs> you sent me that video originally on Bayless, man. What you want to explain it? Like, what'd you see? Let's, let's yeah. get some laughs in here. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. We can definitely touch on that. I mean, it, it's a, uh, it's a, it's still a hot topic. I mean, no skip bail. Uh, the whole band skip Bayless thing is, is pretty heavy right now on the, on the Twitter machine as, as 1420 would say. But so, so the preference of the, the conversation is, Shannon wanted to kind of clarify only God knows if that show is scripted to a T we, you know, we can only speculate from the outside We're we're outsiders, but basically where the, the fireworks started is when Shannon went into his whole piece about, I didn't show up yesterday. I, I was, I was hoping that skip would take down the tweet and, and skip immediately butts in and says, 
you know, I, I have no plans on taking down that tweet. Uh, the bosses here are cool with, you know, there wasn't really yeah, a said, problem. Stupid ass says like, oh, nobody here had an issue with it. So you're telling <laughs> me that nobody at Fox Sports had an issue with your ignorant stupidity. Right. Like, and, come on. And to piggyback off what you just said is the day before that Tuesday, Skip basically clear, like tried to quote unquote clarify, but he sent an apology. He basically apologized for you know, if if it was insensitive to anybody, and it, it just made him look like so contradictory of himself. Like that's where he really stepped in his own shit per se. Like he could have just said like all he once again he he could have deleted the tweet. He could any any different type of action he took could have been better than what he actually took. Uh, and and then he says. To Shannon, like, I have no plans on taking down the tweet. I stand by what I said. I'm like, dude, like, he said what, maybe not the tweet itself is, like, the worst thing. You've, it's not like he said, you know, this guy, why we should be playing this game. It's just one person who cares. It wasn't, like, the most harmful tweet, I don't think, in my personal opinion. It's, it could have been worse. It was it bad, been, but it could have been worse. Yeah, like, the actual, yeah. like, tweet at, at face value isn't, like, isn't gory. It's not like F that guy, go F yourself. You piece of, you know, but it's like, yeah. it's insensitive at the time of when it happened. And then, uh, he didn't need to say it, man. Like that, at the end of the day, like he could have just said praying for tomorrow. He could have said this curious to see when this game starts. Like if this game will be played curious to see if this not, we need to figure out the, the, when we're playing this game, which now right. seems like a afterthought, basically I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but it's like, right. Dude, I mean, Shannon, you could tell Shannon wanted to pop him a couple weeks ago about when he was talking about <laughs> Tom Brady, and he said, he's like, I'm in the effing Hall of Fame. That's how he said yeah. it. And then, and then yeah. I mean, dude, this guy is, I mean, it, it might come to where Shannon body slams Skip. I mean, I, I'd pay to see that. If, if if it goes to, like, the boxing ring, I mean, you got Jake Paul versus Skip Bayless or Shannon Sharp. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm all for seeing where the, the popcorn – or I'm sorry, where the fireworks pop off. I'll, I'll have my popcorn ready. We, we, we would just have, like, a WWE you know, moment <laughs> in, in the middle of Undisputed. Like, Undisputed sounds like it could be an episode from something like that. WWE, <laughs> Undisputed, you know? That really does, Something yeah. crazy. But I just I just loved, like, oh, I don't I shouldn't say I love it, but, you know, Skip, like, jumps in, interrupt, interrupt Sharp, and he's like, you can't. He's Sharp is like, I can't even finish a monologue without you interrupting. <laughs> and Skip is like, oh, go ahead. Then you go ahead. And he's like, no, like, let's go, Jen. Like, let's go. Like, let's, let's just get started. And he looks at the camera. It's like... Skip Bayless, like, is a sad excuse for for a human being in so many ways at times, and and that's very insensitive, but it's brutally honest. That's just how I feel. Like that that guy must go home and like cry into a pillow at night because nobody loves him, like flat out. And, and maybe this is too harsh. <laughs> and if it is, you know, I apologize um, to our listeners. That's just I get fired up when, about stuff like this and the way he disrespected Demar and his family, and was well, thinking more about his his game and his pocketbook and blah, blah, blah. Like, nah, screw that. Here's the thing, man. Skip a few years ago when Dak, <clears throat> excuse me, when Dak, uh, mm-hmm. Dak's uh, brother committed suicide. I think his, his mom passed away in the same month. If I, I could, you know, the, it, was a little, it was a little bit before that his mom passed away after yeah, dealing with cancer. Right. So, and Skip was like, you know, Dak needs to be more mentally tough than this. Like, Bro, you're 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 stepping on some toes now. Like, you know what I mean? You can yeah. make a comment He's about status- how somebody yeah. throws the football, exactly. but it, it when you when it gets personal like that, that's your All right, JD, we're going to go from one disaster to another. Uh we're going oh, to go to Washington, uh technically Landover, Maryland, cuz they don't play in Washington <laughs> DC, but uh <laughs> Riverboat Ron, dude, that that canoe has a massive hole in it uh <laughs> canoe <laughs> he, he, the guy doesn't even have a proper sailboat to begin with but hey <laughs> he he comes out he benches taylor heineke uh for for carson wentz and carson wentz <laughs> speak, speaking of bringing uh, skip right back in but he he does have a good take on carson wentz he called him carson wentz like like we wences in pain, uh, that type of thing. Oh no. Uh, to, that's awful. Uh, and, and that's exactly how he played last week. Horrible. Uh, so he tells Carson Wentz, you're going back to the bench, probably where you belong at this point. And then <laughs> he goes to tell, this is just a report. We're not inside the NFL by any means, but, uh, from the report, they went to Taylor Heineke and he basically, uh, probably used some expletives cause he's not happy with, <laughs> 
with rubber boat Ron right about now, but he probably said, how about you start the kid? What Sam Howe is his name, the rookie. Uh, so yeah. So long story short, man, what do you think Sam Howe going for the Commodores or the commanders? However you want to want to say that <laughs> this, this coming Sunday, what a disaster, man. I mean, I, I don't think they should have benched Heineke. I, 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 this is all just insane. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was – I don't know, man. Wentz had a high ceiling, but uh, he tripped over his own feet like Daniel Jones did a couple of years ago. <laughs> and, and now he and both both he and Riverboat Ron have been beached. So, rookie <laughs> Sam Hall is going to start uh, versus the Cowboys. And, and this is a meaningful game for the Cowboys because if they win this and the Eagles lose, which we'll, we'll talk about that then, then they do get the number um, – well, they get the division and then the number two seed. So, the Cowboys are going to come out and absolutely obliterate uh, whoever – the commanders throw out there at quarterback. So maybe, maybe Ron can throw in some pads and he can go out there and toss a few <laughs> passes. Who knows? So we'll see if he's still around in the off season. <laughs> I was about to say, there's no way he survives. Uh, uh, there's no way he's, he's made that defense respectable. I'll give him that. I mean, maybe you credit, I think Jack Del Rio is a underrated uh, defensive coordinator. He obviously the longtime uh, Jacksonville Jaguars coach. I think he, he knows how to coach a defense, but uh, yeah, no way. Ron Rivera, your, your adios, no longer the commander's coach next year. I don't, I don't think he has a chance. I'm sorry. I could have gone right went wrong. And then a few things that could have went wrong, went right. They overachieved with their, their record this year and they're not going to be headed to the playoffs, but they do have some bright spots there. So I just want to move on to talk about um, games that actually, you know, have some major effect on, on the playoff race and uh, we'll go bills Patriots, but this isn't the first, you know, major thing that's happened for the Bills. I mean, this is obviously the biggest, the biggest thing with Demar Hamlin. But they, dude, they have had, they've just had a really, really rough, rough slate, man. Like earlier in the year, uh, their tight end uh, Dawson Knox, his brother died, um, which obviously was a huge, huge blow. I mean, I, I can't imagine losing a brother, but his brother died, and he's a he's a fan favorite. He's a, a club favorite, so. You know, they're grieving with, with their brother there, you know, as he, he's going through the loss of his biological brother. And, you know, they had to play play in, you know, the snow, six feet plus of snow came in in Buffalo in November, for crying out loud, which state of emergency was declared. They had to go play a home game in Detroit. Then had to come back and play in Detroit on Thanksgiving for for that game. Um, a very quick turnaround, just, just absolutely nuts. And then... Earlier today, I saw that that John Murphy had a stroke, and um, and he's recovering at home. John Murphy, for those who don't know, uh, he's American sports cast, caster from Buffalo, New York, best known as the voice of the Buffalo Bills radio network and host of One Bills Live on WGR and MSG Western New York. So Buffalo's just been through so much, you know, mentally. You know, obviously, you want them to come out and, and play incredible, but at the same time, it's like, you know, how are they going to be able to 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 play? You know, there's just been so much on their mind you'd hope that they come out with a lot of adrenaline and just kick some butt but you know they're playing in a division game at home you know with a, with a heavy heart and they're playing against a ruthless bill belichick if there's any coach that i <laughs> would not want to play coming off a tragedy it would be bill um, he only smiles like three times a year and that's only anyway um see so yeah, i wouldn't want to play against a belichick he's gonna have the patriots ready especially with the uh, playoff game on the line Miami Dolphins absolutely botched any chance or almost any chance of making a playoff game. If the Patriots win this game, the Dolphins are out. So if the Dolphins win this game against the Jets and the Patriots lose, the Dolphins actually are in the playoffs. And uh, we'll talk about the absolute shit show going on there with the quarterback situation. So there's always a shot. I mean, we got <laughs> the Patriots and Bills. Yeah, real quick, what do you think? Uh, about that game do you do you think the bills come out with fire you know at home i know you said that you expect them to be firing all cylinders but you know break that down a little bit for me Aaron. i do i do i i it kind of reminds me i mean different scenario different circumstance obviously but i picked the steelers to beat the raiders coming off that franco harris i mean it's the patriots dude if there's any team that like in that division bills patriots it's probably the the most yeah, animosity towards each other of any two teams. I hope they kick. I hope they pummel the. I hope Mac Jones gets sacked fifty-five times. I hope. Uh, <laughs> I hope they Mac just Jones. Get, well, Mac Jones one for three, sacked fifty-four times, and the the one completion, you know, I, for three negative three yards with two yeah, pick sixes. Another you know? game like that. Yeah, I mean, watch the Patriots come out and only run it again, and 
do that bullshit again. But so my Mac Jones is my quarterback. I wouldn't run the ball, or I would only want to run the ball too. You know? <laughs> I, uh, I'm just so I got. I'm not in the mood right right now tonight to uh, be nice to anybody that I don't like. So uh, Bel- uh, Bayless, Belichick, and now Mal jo- now Jones got a little bit of it. So the brutal side of brutally honest is coming out. Uh, on I, I mean, I, I I promise you, if Mac Jones tries to pull some dirty stuff this week, I hope the Bills. Absolutely throw that guy and I'm not going to say a body bag, but I mean, just pummel that yeah. guy and just put him in the dirt as many. I don't care if the bills are winning by two touchdowns and Mac Jones does some dirty stuff. I think they should deck him after the play. I, I really don't. The guy, <laughs> the guy's a dirty player, man. We've, we've been over that. Um, I, I can't stand him. He's, he's for me, he's kind of like hate the face. As soon as I see his face, it's, it repulses me. <laughs> the, the new England, everything about them. I don't like, so I, I think, long story short, uh, without making this an R-rated show, I hope the Bills... <laughs> yeah, we're borderline. We're borderline already on that, man. <laughs> Got to drop a few F-bombs. <laughs> Jeez. I hope the Bills absolutely murder them. I hope they put 40 on them at 40 to 14. Not, not, I, liter- not literally, folks. Just, no, just not, based on his on co- body bag field. comment. Well, on the football <laughs> field, yeah, 40 to nothing. You know, just to clarify. Yeah, for all the Patriots, field, Patriots fans, you can meet me at the logo. I'll take every single one of you. But uh, anyways, yeah, uh, at, at the logo at Twitter, um, <laughs> at our at our Twitter handle, brutally honest without the T, brutally honest because Twitter won't give us a T. So send all your logo angry messages to Aaron here. He will definitely be replying to each one. And here, um, here's one more thing, man. I'll say is uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Belichick's trying to tape the practice this week, after, even after something like this happens. I mean, the guys are scumbags, sleaze ball, whatever you want to call. Jeez. <laughs> Dang, so, bro. It sounds like we're going in a we got a boxing match going on here. You and I, like you can throw go, more shade and more anger and more hatred on someone. All right, we Bill's we should, Mafia. Uh, Bill's Mafia this week. All, oh, all dude, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Always, always voting over the Patriots. Definitely Bills. Bills all day. That's definitely what I would it. like to see. Definitely win, what I would dude. like to see. They will win this uh, game. You can book what it. I don't, what I'd also like to see, and we won't dog on this guy as, as hard as, as um, we just dogged on Belichick <laughs> and Skip because he doesn't deserve it as much. But, um, dude, we got the Jets and the Dolphins. Third stringer Skylar Thompson is playing versus old man Joe Flacco. So, Zach, <laughs> for the chance to go to the playoffs for the Dolphins, you got third stringer versus uh, ex-Super Bowl winner and ex relevant individual on the football field nice guy around but ex-relevant on the field joe flacco man like i get they're trying to to prove a point with zach, zach wilson but i don't understand like is, is this one wilson is this robert sala i mean i feel like this is such a bipolar relationship um with wilson and the jets because it's like yeah you know we spent all this draft stock on him we got him he's our guy oh mike white he's better but mike white has broken ribs so he can't go this sunday and he exasperated them in um, the last game. And so he can't go. And it's just like, you know, is Zach Wilson the future? You know, are you trying to like purposely, you know, if you were trying to purposely lose this game, you would put Wilson in like hands down. Like there's, yeah, I'm sorry, like hands down. Like the guy, the guy just looks like, I don't know when he, he's looks so bad. I mean, I know people are like, Oh, you know, he's shown flashes of potential. I'm like a flash like a drop in the bucket, you know, like this guy oh. just played so poor, just played so poorly this year. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> I want the dolphins to win. I'd like to see them in, in the playoffs, you know, bills win over the Pats and dolphins in over the jets. Um, somehow it would be cool to, to see Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Bridgewater make a return for the dolphins and lead them on some sort of playoff run. You know, I don't, don't want them to bring Tua back. You know, we talked about that. His long-term health is far more important than, than football. So, but, um, yeah, there's my take on it um, as far as that game goes. <laughs> and here's another thing. If the Jets beat the Dolphins with Skylar Thompson and the Patriots lose to the Bills and the Steelers win over Deshaun Watson, who I'm not even going to start talking about him, and the Browns, then your old boy Mike Tomlin leads the Steelers at 9-8 and eight into the playoffs. Ain't that some, ain't that some shit? <laughs> uh, I mean, I... It, you threw the kitchen sink at me on this one. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll start with the, the Jets. Oh, my God. I mean, you talk about abom- just an abomination of a just – I don't even know what's going on there. Uh, the way I see it, man, so Robert Sala had a press conference a couple of days ago. Uh, he comes out and says, Zach Wilson needs to, quote, unquote, reboot himself 
he t- this is a direct quote from Robert Sala. He said, yeah, go read a book, go do something, get away from this game. <laughs> I think the greatest strength and gift you give yourself as a human is to figure out what's important to you. What do you value and how can you stick to those values day in and day out? This is the greatest gift you can give yourself is to discover yourself. And I think Zach needs to go away, read a book and figure that out. I mean, this is the second uh, the second pick in the draft you're talking about, and he's telling so him he needs to figure quick. out. Yeah, go real, ahead. Real go quick, ahead. real quick. Let me summarize. I can't that. get through my monologue, man. No, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's going to interrupt me like that. <laughs> I, 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 I am no. sorry. I am sorry, Aaron. But <laughs> but what what Robert Sala is basically saying there is you can't read the playbook. You can't make a throw. Go read another book and pick up another sport because you suck, Wilson. <laughs> you suck. So <laughs> I mean, no, this, no, that's a bit brutal. But uh, anyway, I, I have no filter tonight, so we're going to go with that one. <laughs> Dude, it, if old it, man Joe Flacco is starting over you like. Go back and start crying, rich boy, to your parents. Go in your mommy and daddy's ranch or something and, and read a book. Pick up golf, you know. All right. Anyway, go ahead. Aaron. I, I don't I'm think we myself. <laughs> we uh, we usually have the rule of like maybe one or two f bombs per show. I think I'm going to utilize that here. My 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 whole thing with this, <laughs> my, my take on this is like, dude, right, who who's gonna who's gonna come out and say they fucked up? Is it gonna be Robert Sala? <laughs> Is it going to be the GM? Is it going to be the like somebody has to say like we we messed uh, we we dropped the ball on this kid. He's not the guy. Like it, this whole like rotating chair the 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 uh, musical chairs they're trying to play. It's like is Mike White playing this week? Is Joe? It's like there's no way that Zach Wilson, the OC, and the coach all three come back next year. There's no way. Like this is just a disaster. Like, and I, yeah. I really, I really did like Zach Wilson. I, I think uh, as from a football standpoint, obviously he's not been good at all. I, I just like, he kind of plays with that like swagger where he's like, he doesn't really care what people think. I'm Zach Wilson. Like I am Zach. Clearly, Wilson. Like he doesn't care what people think, think, or he'd actually get good at the game. <laughs> <laughs> I dude, it, it, either Robert Sala is like, I don't know. I, it, this is just a disaster. Like this organization I don't know if it's their owner because a lot of people say their owner is like a mini Jerry Jones. He's not right out there in, in the in the face of everybody, but he uh, his opinion is is ultimately what matters and like what's going to happen. So I mean, maybe Zach Wilson sticks around because the owner likes him and like they he still thinks they can figure him out. But I don't know, man. I'm not I'm not trying to give Zach Wilson a pass here. But this is the same organization that made. I mean, I think Sam Donald absolutely sucks, and I've said that so many times. But yeah, don't give Zach they, Wilson any passes. He's already messed those up this season. <laughs> you could put Jalen Hurts. You could put Lamar. Anybody on the Jets are going to look worse than any. I, 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 that team just cannot quarterback, and the Jets don't go in the same sentence. It, it just they can't coach them. They can't. They can't figure out who can play. They. Can, I. I don't know. I, I have to disagree with that statement. You know, Lamar or Jalen. Lamar or Jalen, if they go up to the Jets, the Jets are a Super Bowl contender like right away. Oh. Lamar and. Uh, like Mike White plays with a lot of a lot of swag, and I, and I like the swag he has. But you know, like Lamar and Jalen are on a whole nother level. And uh, if a guy like that were to go up and play for the Jets, I don't have any doubt that they'd be Super Bowl contenders because that they, defense is young. They got young playmakers, the wide receivers. You know, Brees Hall is going to be a stud running back. Maybe that's the idea. You know, I'll give you. Brees I'll Hall. give you this. Maybe if Joe Cool, Joe Joe Shiesty goes there, then then they have a shot. But I'm I'm telling you, dude, maybe you're right, but. I, <laughs> That Jets organization is just, oh my god! It's year after year. I mean, it's almost decade after decade. How much of a disaster it it turns. This team was like, you know, three or four weeks ago, you were talking about this team's going to make the playoffs, and now they're playing a meaningless game. And they they'll figure the defense out, then they can't figure the quarterback out. If they figure so, that, it's just I don't know. You know what happened is uh, Sam Darnold probably texted Zach Wilson. He goes, "Yo, the weather down here in Carolina is warmer, and there's some nice nice golf courses. If you suck it up." They'll just like stink up the place. They'll trade you down here to Carolina, and then we could be buddies again. That's probably what happened, man. You know, Darnold got the starting job. He's like, "Yeah, we can compete for it." And then, you know, whoever loses, well, it doesn't matter because you know we're still getting paid money. So, here, yeah, that's right. That's what I think, man. And, and we'll move on. <laughs> we'll move on after this because that's probably a great point. I think Sam Darnold's the type of guy you want your daughter to marry, but he's not the type of guy you want to be your quarterback. Like I'll put it that way. So I'll, I'll give him that respect. <laughs> what? I'll give him the res- I'll give him the respect of like he's probably a great person, bro. He really is. He seems like he he doesn't have an ounce of of bad in his body. He's probably a better person, ten times better than I am. 
uh, as not being ruthless, you know, as I can be. But I mean, dude, the guy <laughs> sucks. I'm sorry, he makes he sucks. There's no other way. He's, Sam Darnold sucks. He always will. He'll never be nothing. And he's a nice guy. As far as the quarterback goes. As far as as far as the NFL quarterback, he's he ain't it, bro. He he ain't it. Yeah, this is definitely the most brutal uh, show that we've done together, and this is like our 15th or 16th one, one together. So, anyway, we'll move on to another quarterback. Uh, Titans and Jaguars, first place for the AFC South. One team obviously has it together, Trevor Lawrence. I've sung his praises. The other team is going to be starting Josh Dobbs, who was thrown into the mix last week against the Cowboys. Showed, uh, showed he could make a few throws. Ultimately, didn't matter. They lost the game. But what do you think? They're in Jacksonville. You got – Trevor Lawrence is red hot. You got Doug E.P., Super Bowl winning quarterback. You got the Titans who pretty much just have Derrick Henry on offense. You know, is this going to be a blowout with Jacksonville? It's again, it's another division game. Uh, Henry has had a lot of good games against the Jaguars. You know, he could go off for 180, 200 yards. You know, do you see this one as being close or do you see the Jaguars as running away with the AFC South? I mean, dude, does Tennessee know how to cover the pass? No, they're one of the worst teams in the league. So, I don't see it being close. Uh, Are they? Are they actually one of the worst? They're one of the worst. They were well, coming into the game against Philly. I mean, I, you know, that was quite a few was weeks a while ago. ago. Yeah, but they were the worst against the pass in the league. So I don't think they make leaps and bounds since then. I like Mike Vrabel a lot. Couldn't stand him as a Patriot, but as a head coach, he's uh, he's. I, I do think he he galvanizes the locker room. He's another Dougie P in that way. Uh, but they don't have the personnel. I mean, they fired their GM halfway through the year. It, it, Tennessee is kind of in in a no man's land. I was going to say they're in better condition than the uh, the Dolphins and the Jets right now. That's saying yeah, something. That's saying that's know? that's not saying. I mean, yeah, that's you're, you're talking <laughs> talking about one you know disaster to another. But you know, just from the quarterback perspective. But I mean, Josh Dobbs. You look you look at the guy. It's like. You know, his, his head isn't flat, but he's going to come out flat. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, I, <laughs> we'll I, see. We'll I, see. I hate the, I hate the bash. I mean, he's like, I'm not trying to say he's like absolutely horrible, but he's like a third string, uh, you know, basically. Uh, I, I would have loved to see Malik Willis, even though he's, he's looked like uh, not so great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But Tennessee, uh, Tennessee comes into the game. With the thirtieth ranked uh, passing offense, only averaging about one hundred and seventy yards a game. So, uh, and yet, and they still are the thirty second uh, ranked defense against the pass. So, not okay. not a great combination. Okay. You know, the the Jags have the twelfth best scoring offense. So, I, I just I don't know, man. The Tennessee is is they got to hit reset and go go in next year with a with a fresh. Uh, you know, some type of change or I, I, Tannehill ain't it either, but I don't know that they're, they're, they're shot for this year. I would say. Yeah. I believe Jacksonville rides the hot hand. Trevor Lawrence keeps rolling. ATN goes off and um, I think Henry will get, get some yards for sure, but it's going to come down to Josh Jobs having the lot of the ball into that secondary. And I just think that he can't go toe to toe with Lawrence. I don't, I don't think they have much of a shot at, at winning that game, but Hey, that's okay. They get a better draft pick. Um, they're going to need it because they, like you said, they, a lot of overhaul needs to happen. I believe with, with that roster uh, to really get anywhere, but Hey, we've been talking so much negative and uh, let, let's talk about a positive here. The uh, final the 15 finalists for the uh, pro football hall of fame have been, been released here and some phenomenal names on that list, man, some absolute studs, but so something I thought that would be fun would be for, for each of us to grab three guys off of that list, three different guys. And then uh, explain why we think that that he should be in the Hall of Fame. Not not the three that we think will get picked for the Hall, but just you know three that we think should make it and the reason why. Um, and, and I can go first with that if you'd like. My first guy, I'm going to go with my man Devin Hester, um, one of the most electric returners of all time. I mean, when he was originally came in the league, he was listed as a cornerback in Madden, especially. And I remember putting him putting him in Madden. I would play him on defense because he could play against anybody. Uh, speed wise and then I would you know I'd return kickoffs for touchdowns and that would help me boost his overall rating so that <laughs> then he could play better defense um, you know then you know, later on in his career they used him on offense as wide receiver uh, guy just extremely unique player uh, there's not many guys that could do that have done what, what he did and just just extremely unique so that's my first pick that's my reason why just the way he played the game all the different ways that he was able to contribute 
Oh, for certain, man. That that guy, you did not want to kick. What, he ran that kick back in the Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. The mantra was literally, don't kick to Hester for a yeah. while. Like, they would say that to punters, don't kick to Hester. Yeah, he was, was awesome, like a whoopsie. Man. He, he was, was <laughs> he was the real real deal. Like that guy was just unstoppable. Like you said, yeah. At, at times you didn't like, you know, most of his you know, years in Chicago, you did not want to kick to that guy. Just awesome player. I, I think he's definitely in the Hall of Fame. Awesome to watch, dude. Long story short, um, one guy I picked here is uh, Dwight Freeney. Obviously, longtime Colt, but he played for uh, four teams. Finished his career with over 125, he had 125 and a half sacks to be exact. Uh, seven Pro Bowls, obviously winning that Super Bowl with, with Peyton there. Uh, just an absolute beast. Uh, created yeah. a lot of problems on the line. He just would absolutely bully offensive linemen. So yeah, Dwight Freeney, one of those guys that definitely will be a Hall of Famer and, uh, you know, just one of the, the better uh, players at that position of, of defensive end. Yeah, definitely will not disagree with you that, that he'll make the Hall at some point. A, a solid choice. I'm going to go with what most people consider is an, an, a shoe-in 100%. I'm going to go with the offensive lineman, Joe Thomas. If he would have played, that poor guy. I mean, his, the respect I give to him for sticking with Cleveland, um, it's a massive amount of respect, but one of the best players to play on the offensive line in history playing for just an absolutely abysmal franchise. But just to give you an idea, man, this man had 10 straight Pro Bowls with six first-team All-Pro selections, and he holds the NFL record for most consecutive snaps played. Just absolutely a uh, stud on that line for, for many years, and um, just an overall really nice guy. Like I said, I respect the fact that he had that dedication to stay in Cleveland, uh, regardless of how bad they are. I think he probably would have played a few more years than he did if he would have been playing for Another organization who was a contender, but uh, he went out on top, and I, th- I think he's the first ballot Hall of Famer. So that's my easy pick. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I personally, you know, if they would say offensive linemen are discredited for the Hall of Fame, I'd be cool with it. But no, in all, <laughs> no, in all seriousness, they matter. If you if you have a bad offensive line, you can tell right away. I mean, Steelers right now have probably the worst yep. offensive line I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and and Kenny Pickett like constantly gets drilled and you can't it's so hard to do anything so yeah much credit to Joe Thomas all jokes aside uh absolute stud if if Johnny Manziel would have got his act together maybe Cleveland could have been something in in those years but you know that'll never we'll never know so uh Mr. Consistent and and staying true to to the Cleveland franchise and never giving up with them mad, mad respect so uh, once again, I'll, I'll go to the defensive side of the ball. I'll, I'll go to the same position here. We got Jared Allen, uh, absolute mach- sack oh, machine, sack machine, more sacks than Dwight Freeney, less Pro Bowls though. He played, he played shorter, and you know, to be fair, but uh, five Pro Bowls in twelve years, just freaking havoc, dude. That guy was just electric to watch. Uh, definitely enjoyed uh, seeing it. Never a Vikings guy, you know. Skull, whatever, you know, all that. But <laughs> Skull but, Vikes. Skull Vikes, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, just a, a hell of a player. And, and you know, obviously the, the Vikings grabbing him, I think, in a trade. Uh, you know, he wasn't originally drafted there. But uh, just just paid dividends for that franchise. And, and he'll he'll be remembered, I think, for a while uh, just for his electricity. And, and just a guy, once again, that can rush the passer and just throw offensive linemen all around the field. Yeah, he was extremely athletic, that's for sure. My third guy here, we're going to go with Rondé Barber. Um, just the longevity, uh, he was in the league for 15 years, and also he stuck with one team, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He played from 97 to 2012. So I just uh, respect the fact that, again, that he stayed with the same club and um, was able to play at a you know pretty high level for 15 years. I think you know he deserves to be in the hall. So that's my third guy. Can't argue with you there. I think he's uh, – him and Tiki, I mean, one of the best – what, one of the best brother tandems ever uh, we've ever seen in yeah. this league. So The Bosa's and the Watts um, yeah. definitely would give them a run for their money. But, yeah, Tiki for and sure. Tiki Barber, they're running back for the Giants and then Rondé, you know, the corner down there. Uh, definitely, I agree with you, a solid family, football family for sure. Uh, Who do you got? Last, last but not least, uh, we got Andre Johnson, absolute bull of a human being, just running people over uh, as a receiver there. Uh, longtime Texan, you know, stops there in Indy and then you know finishes his career with the Titans. But obviously known for the for the years with the Texans, 
probably made David Carr look a lot better than David Carr was. Uh, <laughs> he was just a machine. That's another. David Carr is another guy who never had an all, really had an offensive line. That guy was sacked more than anybody in his rookie season. Yeah, that's so, fair. To be fair. That's fair. That is fair. Yeah, Andre Johnson, man, fourteen thousand yards, seventy TDs, like just un- he's kind of like the AJ Brown before AJ Brown, in my opinion. Just a massive, mm. jacked uh, receiver. Like you, you could put two guys on him and he'll he'll stuff arm both of them off of him. And he he really he was one of those marquee players for the Texans, man. Like. You know, you think Andre Johnson, you think J.J. Watt, you think Arian Foster. After that, I mean, it. you know, who do you, you know, you don't really think of many people in that organization that, that really got the, the ground running for them. So just a, yeah. a beast and, and definitely, in my opinion, a Hall of Famer and one of the better receivers during his time in the, in the league. Yeah, definitely. Definitely will not argue with you there. All good picks. So six of the 15 guys, we'll see who makes the Hall um, moving forward look back and see how many of the picks were right you know we do three pickums a week but we just pick three guys individually we'll see who has the better record uh this year <laughs> with the hall of fame inductees so good stuff there man all right so after we talk about the hall of famers uh we're gonna go into the giants and eagles that will probably again we'll have a few hall of famers and future hall of famers at least with the center J- jason kelsey one potentially future hall of famer that's not going to be in right tackle lane johnson is out of that game. Um, Eagles are also going to be down. Josh Sweat in the defense. Uh, CJ Gardner Johnson is questionable to come back in. He was activated off of IR. The big question, though, Jalen Hurts. He's expected to play, but what will he look like? What is the game plan going to be like? How many design QB runs are they going to have? The Eagles need this game, obviously, to secure the first seed, get the extra week of rest. Now, there is talk the Giants are going to be resting some starters they have nothing to play for as far as seeding goes with the wild card um but it is a division game and you never first year coach and they ride kind of ride the hot hand type thing playing against a division opponent who's been struggling with the Eagles you never know what do you think the Giants resting their starters what does Jalen look like with the game plan you know what does Sirianni do here I saw clips of Jalen in practice not that practice of the game but Dude, he's got to play at least the first half, don't you think? I mean, to go from the one seed to the fifth seed is is brutal. We we have to win this game. If I'm Brian Dable, the Giants can't move up where they're at. There was where they're at. So, I honest to God, I'd maybe play Daniel Jones and Saquon a quarter, just get them some reps, then pull them out. Uh, I know it's a division game, but dude, you, you if you get either one of those guys injured, you're getting blown out in the first playoff game that you do play. So. Giants team that's overachieved without a doubt, nine and six and one coming in. Yeah, I, I just find a way from the Giants to get through this game as healthy as I can. And Eagles, this is a must win. I mean, this could be the difference in like I'm not this is a crazy take, but like making the Super Bowl or not. I mean, if you're the fifth seed and you gotta go on the road and play in some of these environments, play San Fran and San Fran, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. So must must win for the Eagles and if they don't win this game, I will be heavily I will be very pissed off, to be honest with you. Yeah, if we don't win this game, I can't. Now, it is possible to to you know go on a run in the playoffs, but even as the fifth seed, but yeah, I agree. Going on the road, having to win three games before you make it to the Super Bowl, it's just gonna be exhausting, especially with a quarterback who's coming back off an injury. You know, uh ending the year with a three game losing streak would <laughs> you know, you figure after that pretty much people are going to count the Eagles out, but the Eagles play well as underdogs. So even if they're counted out, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're out, but yeah, definitely a must win game for them. If I'm looking at, you know, the giants um, from their standpoint, I would rather put Philly in the driver's seat as the number one seed than, you know, potentially beat the Eagles and put San Francisco as from the giants. I'm going, okay, they, they have a quarterback who's not very healthy at this point in time they, they lost to the saints. They lost to the Cowboys. Um, they're not playing their best football in offense. I'd, you know, I'd rather go play in Philadelphia than have to go out to, and play San Francisco. You know, in Philly though, you might get some beers thrown on your. You know what I mean? You're coming out, <laughs> of, the, out of the tunnel. I don't think in San Francisco they go that hard. But I, I totally get your point, man. All, all jokes aside. So yeah, I, I think the Eagles will definitely win this game. But I thought that they would definitely win the Saints game as well. If Jalen plays, we win. Um, unless he comes out and looks terrible, I don't think he's going to unless he re-injures that you know that 
joint there. I see, I think it's the SC joint. Unless he re-injures that, I think he's going to be perfectly fine. You know, he had that injury in the third quarter of the Bears game and made some really good, really good throws down the stretch there in a windy situation, you know, going into Philly with a little bit of rest here. He, he should be fine. So I agree. Yeah, get him a big lead, you know, 28 to 7 or something, hopefully something like that. And, uh, you know, insert insert Minshew and allow him to you know, be a game manager and run the offense. So I'm curious to see uh, how many you know RPOs they have with you know, design QB runs, you know, because obviously we need to win, but we want to protect, protect uh, Jalen as best as possible. So it's going to be interesting. If Brian Dable comes in, plays his first stringers, it definitely would be a statement to the league that, you know, we're, we're just going all out for everything. You know, they do have that risk of injury, obviously, just like we lost – Avante Maddox and Lane Johnson to the Cowboys in a game that ultimately well, it looked like it was meaningless. Now it could could potentially mean something if we blow this one. But yeah, I think the Eagles win this game. I think they get a bit of their mojo back. They need five. The defense has been playing great regardless. I mean, uh, the last week at least they, against the Cowboys that that wasn't the best showing. But you know we had those injuries and four turnovers turnovers by the offense didn't help. But anyway, you know <laughs> I think the defense goes in and we need to get five more sacks to to get the record from the 84 bears for sacks in a season. Now it is in 17 games. So put a little asterisk up there, but either way, it's to still go, go down in the record book. So I think the Eagles get this game, get a week off and I'll round back, uh, back into the shape, very close to the shape that we saw them in the beginning of the season where they were just rolling over everybody. I hope so, man. It's weird. They're on, they're on at four twenty five this week. Uh, just not, I feel like they don't play at four at four o'clock very often. So, uh, obviously, you know, whatever, not, a big, no, not, no, neither here or there, but it's usually, it's, <laughs> it's either one o'clock or, or the, or the primetime Sunday or Monday night games, it seems like, but a little later in the, in the afternoon there Sunday, but at home, I mean, division rival, like it's, it's really like this, this team needs to get right and they need to get right fast and win this game. And if they run Jalen Hurts in a million RPOs, I'll also really irritate me too, because, we have to protect that guy. We see what the team is without him. So, yeah, most definitely. I think this. Uh, I've heard a lot of people say this, but I think that that Jalen Hurts being out for for two games should up his MVP chances. When you look at the way the Eagles have performed without him, so you know Pat Mahomes is probably going to get that. You know, he's Pat Mahomes over five K yards, forty touchdowns. But uh, either way, that we'll we'll see what happens. As long as Hurts plays, I feel I feel good about this one. So we'll move on to the last game that we're going to discuss. Lions and Jared Goff versus Rodgers and the Packers. Um, this game could be extremely meaningful for both teams if the Rams somehow beat Seattle. You know, Baker pulls a pulls a genie out of the hat, genie out of the hat, rabbit out of the hat. You know, uses a magic wish with a genie um, <laughs> and beat and beat Seattle. Then this is a win and in game for both teams. Uh, if Seattle wins the game versus the Rams, all the Lions can do is spoil the Packers season and put the Seahawks in the playoffs. So the Packers are winning in uh, regardless. I, I would like to see this be a winning in game because I'd, l- I'd rather see the Lions in the playoffs over, you know, Seattle and, and over the Packers. But as we talked about before, you know, you figure old man Rogers ha- figures out a way to win this game. What do you think? Has that changed at all? I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I just I don't see like Detroit is like the most unclutch uh, franchise maybe ever, <laughs> and they need a little bit of I mean they need to clutch this game like they never have before just to get in. Jared Goff's been balling, man. I'll give him that. the The Lions' defense is putrid to say the least. I think they're ranked last or uh, you know right up there with the last uh, with the worst teams in the league and on defense I see that spelling disaster for them I think Green Bay will be able to run all over them that's going to set up the pass it's going to set up you know your little uh, bootlegs for Roger you know the classic bootleg that Rodgers will will play off of and I, I want Detroit to win this game so bad it almost hurts me, uh, but <laughs> I don't see them winning this game. Uh, but it is awesome that Detroit's going to be on a primetime Sunday night game. I mean, when's the last time you saw that? So, yeah, I, I'm pulling for Detroit heavy, uh, but I do think Green Bay finds a way to win this game, and, and it's probably just because of Detroit's defense. Uh, I know Jared Goff's been balling. I, I think he'll put up some points, but I don't think ultimately it'll be enough, but Man, I would love to, to see Detroit win this. Yeah, and it's in Lambeau on top of that. And Aaron Rodgers is like, I think the last couple of years is like 15-0 and 0 in, in January, uh, December and January. 
in general. So, you know, he doesn't lose at the end of the season, just he loses in the early playoff rounds. So <laughs> I, I don't see, I'm going to pick the Lions over the Packers for my first pick them just because I really want it to happen. I like it. Um, so, so we'll see. I hope you're wrong as well. I hope. And the frustrating thing is, is like, you know, Seattle fans feel like they kind of got the short end of the stick and, and understand, understandably. So, I mean, Lions and Packers is like, you know, the Packers are a huge storied franchise that the timing should be the same for the games. Cause you know, the lions literally know whether or not they're going to have a chance to make the playoffs before the game even starts. You know, they'll be able to look and be like, Oh, Seattle won. Like they might not play their hearts out. They might not play as hard. Whereas having both games going on at the same time is, is the most fair way to do it. But you know, it's all about money in the league, the NFL flexing, you know, the big, big, um, big names into the into the highlights i mean geno smith and the seattle seahawks versus aaron Rodgers and the packers who's going to bring in more money let's be real it's all about the packers so it is what it is but you know i hope the Lions find a way to pull it out but we shall see I, i'm getting tired of brady and, and Rodgers in the playoffs and <laughs> we know brady's already in there so Rodgers will probably join him so i'm going to go with the lions over the packers though as my first pick um um did you have a pick them set up here i do Let's go. I'll go a little bit off off the grid here as far as like the main the main games. I, I think the Buccaneers obliterate the Falcons this weekend. Brady and the boys. Is, is say, Brady even gonna play? Uh, I don't I even th- know if he. I don't know if he plays. They had the division wrapped up. <laughs> I think uh, like for me, like just the way I look at it is like they want to get hot right before the playoffs. They want to get in rhythm. Uh, Brady's all all about that type of stuff. So I just feel like the Buccaneers will run a, a lot of different play, you know, they'll just, they'll be creative this week just to uh, try and revamp that offense and, and get on a roll going into the playoffs. And the Falcons are just not, they, they have obviously quarterback problems. They, they're just not a great football team, obviously. And who knows how long Arthur Smith sticks, sticks around there in Atlanta uh, or if he gets the boot, but whether it's his fault or not, I, I think the Buccaneers just humble the Falcons this weekend. All right. Uh, I got I the hate, Texans. Hate to say it though, I hate. I do hate to say that, but <laughs> I got the Texans over the Colts. Um, the Texans play a lot of good teams close, and the Colts are not a good team. Um, and they win this. And see, the Vikings play the Bears, and the Bears are starting Nathan Peterman because Justin Fields is out um, due to an injury. And I almost have to wonder if it's is it actually an injury. You know, or is, do they just want them to be out so they can possibly get the first the first pick? The Bears would be three and fourteen. The Texans would be three thirteen and one, which would give the Bears, I believe, the the first pick in the draft. So I think this is a honestly, this could be a, just a move for that first overall pick because we know that the Bears don't need a quarterback, but they'd be able to get a crap ton of you know capital back for that number one overall spot. So. Could be, you know, it could be that because Fields was fine and played the game. Then they you know, said this week that he's out. So I don't know. Hopefully it's not. They're not faking it. But anyway, I'm picking regardless. I'm picking Texans over the Colts. Lovey Smith has them playing competitively, and I think they'll they'll go down, to, go up to Indy and beat whoever the heck Indy puts a quarterback. Maybe Jeff Saturday will play quarterback for him this year, <laughs> this week. I don't know. Anyway, what do you got for the second one? The Indianapolis Jeff Saturdays. Uh, <laughs> right, right. I got to go with the Bills. I mean, that's, you know, maybe that's too much of an obvious one. But, I mean, it, it is New England at the end of the day. You can never count them out, especially when Belichick's still at the helm, unfortunately. A uh, guy that we've absolutely ripped to shreds, so I won't I won't go any further. But hopefully the Bills pummel them. I think they do. I think they'll win. I remember that playoff game. Oh, it was such a glorious sight uh, last year when the Bills just <laughs> – obliterated the Patriots. I don't think you'll see that type of performance, but I do think they will do it for, for DeMar, you know, do it for three and, and everything else there. So it'll be a spectacle to see. And I do think the bills emotionally are, are just going to be so adrenaline filled and just ready to, to knock, knock them on their ass and just get that win, man. Just win, win that game. DeMar will be watching. Like it's just, there's too much going for the bills right now for them to, to fall on their face, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know if the NFL will give the Patriots their their ticky tacky calls the way they often do with, with <laughs> the Demar Hamlin thing going on. So, uh, anyway, you can tell everyone could tell that we're Eagles fans and don't like the Patriots by now. So <laughs> it is what it is. So uh, the Dolphins have been failing me all year, but I'm going to go with Dolphins over the Jets. I I, I think Skyler will will take the Dolphins sky high where the Jets should be, and oh. uh, old old man Flacco. 
is just not going to get it done. You know, old man Rogers, you know, actually works. Uh, Flacco <laughs> just needs to needs to retire with his Super Bowl victory. Uh, go go play some golf uh, with Zach Wilson because I'm sure Zach will be out of the league soon. Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold will fall right behind, so <laughs> fall right in the place. Oh man! Uh, started the show ripping up, ripping, pe- ripping on people, and uh, got got to end it that way. But anyway, yeah, I'm picking Dolphins over the Jets. Let's go, Skyler. I like it. What man. do you got? Uh, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm doing it just because I I want to I want to take picks that are gonna win. You know what? I'll, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm gonna go with the Eagles. I was gonna go Cowboys over Commanders, but I can't pick the Tampa. I can't pick Tampa Bay and Cowboys in the same week. Uh, so Eagles over Giants. Uh, got to win this game. So Jalen Hurts, uh, I want to see him as locked in as he was on the sideline when AJ Brown and and Quez Watkins are throwing fake money around and all that bull bull jive, as Shannon Sharp would say. Uh, <laughs> Jalen Hurts is, uh, I mean, he's still an MVP running. This could be a huge game if he uh, if he just balls out, and I think he can. So go to Dallas. You know, maybe Dallas Goddard gets some action with with Jalen back in there and and the running game and. Just keep him healthy and let's get that number one seed, man. We we've played too well to to let this fall apart now. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, you can tell that Aaron picks his picks as if he's gonna actually bet on the games. I pick mine just more for the fun of it. But <laughs> next year I'll be a little bit more uh more competitive with that. But anyway, <laughs> we'll wrap up the show. It's a bit of a longer show, I think, once the editing's all said and done, longer than normal. But we covered a lot this week. Appreciate you guys sticking with us. Uh, Aaron, who are we shouting out? Got a shout out to uh, fourteen twenty as always to fourteen twenty sports podcast sports bar podcast. Um, check out the uh, fourteen twenty in the morning. Always entertaining. Uh, Team Canada doing big things there in junior hockey world. But uh, them uh, level of playing field as as always. Check those guys out. But both of those pods are north of the, of our border there in in the Great Atlanta, Canada, and then down here in the states we got a fan in the van holding Wait, it down. Is fan in the van in the states? Yeah, that's all right. I, I heard that earlier. Oh, took, bro, I'd be hey, switching it up. I thought we, Fan in the Van was in Canada and level of playing field was in the States. Whoops. We, uh, I got that all switched around. <laughs> Sorry, like, Jim. <laughs> just like uh, just like Miley Cyrus said, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. That's uh, the same, that's same those... thing applies in the podcast world. So. Um, yeah that's one of the what's one of those days so, so sorry jim thinking you're canadian for some reason um <laughs> definitely good. not an insult whatsoever but yeah check check out jim with fan in the van he's a good good guy great um great commentary and <laughs> um check- can't stand skip bayless if you if you don't like skip bayless listen to him just just for that um but- yeah if you thought i was bad then then you you know i look like a church kid compared to compared to the way jim tore him apart but anyway Check us out on Twitter, on Twitter at Burly Honest, minus a T, Burly Honest, because Twitter won't give us a T. Hope you all have a good night. Stay safe. And um, looking forward to a good NFL weekend. We'll see you all Monday.